the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday, the 8th of January. We are here for some general FA Cup chit chat, bit of a review of what's happened at the weekend. And then we're going to have a look at the AFL Cup quarterfinals take place on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Uh, four games to cover. So not as frantic as we've been over the last few episodes. Um, and to join us, as per usual, is our co-host from Bingham. I oh, saw so we had his Bingham hat on yesterday, so that's ever so slightly more ingrained in my head now. Uh, Bingham in uh, sunny Nottinghamshire is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, how are you doing? It's been a bit of an eventful weekend so far for us. Yes, very eventful. I we've had a, had a bit of a catch up yesterday, then we yep. Sheffield wasn't the most uh, successful of trips out, <laughs> but uh, I think we had a good day out. All 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 said and done, in it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's where we we'll start. It was a good day. We can't describe that. What if uh, if you didn't hear the last show, me and Buzz and a couple of others? Then we took the children. Barry took his little eldest daughter. I took both of my. Little Monkeys to uh, Sheffield Wednesday versus Newcastle in the FA Cup. Um, I have a terrible record on uh, away matches, uh, road trips, absolute jinx. Um, and sure enough, Newcastle got turned over 2-1 uh, by League One Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, congrats to Sheffield Wednesday, really. They were better than us. I mean, well, they were better than us. There wasn't much in it, but um, we don't really need to dwell on the game an awful lot. Um but yeah, we had fun. Uh, Sheffield's a nice place. We had a few jars, got parked up in the local weather spoons. Um, got to Hillsborough, no bother. Hillsborough wasn't the greatest experience, but we don't need to dwell on that. That's for another that's for another day and another platform. Um, in a way, it was kind of reassuring to know that I'm still a jinx and that Newcastle will still, even though we've got better days ahead, they'll still find a way of doing something to to keep you grounded about it was about one third sorry uh, 12.37 this morning about quarter to one in the morning and I was driving back I wasn't home yet we had the two kids in the car and everyone was uh, just sitting in silence just sort of shaking their heads and puffing their cheeks out and I was having to explain to the kids that it's days like yesterday that make the good days all the better you can't have the good days unless you go through that like my daughter's told it was her first week game. She was buzzing to go. All her school friends, you know, they were in awe of her going on this trip. Um, and you can't celebrate the good wins unless you go through all that shit, you know. It's the journey past the mouth of the Dragons, Baz, uh, rather than the destination. So, yeah, now changes. Me and you have been all over the country 
uh, and watched us lose in worse places than Sheffield Wednesday as well. I mean, all sorts of uh, shit grounds and get beat. So, yeah, um, hats off to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, they got a they got a home draw today. I can't remember. I watched the draw as well, actually. I think. Yeah, I can't remember who the. Uh, Fleetwood Fleet Town, it was. Fleetwood. Home draw to Fleetwood. I think it's away to Fleetwood. I no, remember. I thought they were at home to Fleetwood. Anyway, regardless, I mean, as if it's not like the draw would have been the same, but. Um, yeah, it was all right though, Baz. Uh, what did you yeah, and, uh, I mean, I, I, what did you and your your kid make of it? Similar sort of thing. It was her first away game. She's been to home games, first away game. Uh, I could tell she was into it. She was enjoying it. Loved the atmosphere. Uh, obviously, the game didn't go as planned. I think the fact that we got one back and and, and we had something to shout about for the last twenty minutes helped. Uh, but I'd said to her, if we can get tickets for the Forest game when when that comes into you know, local to us. Uh, are you are you wanting to go again? And she couldn't get the uh, the words out quick enough to say yes, definitely. Yeah. So oh, well, there you keen, go. Keen to go again. It hasn't put her off, but uh, yeah, as I say. Yeah, yeah I think. Uh, I yeah, the, the one thing is that Bob's been with me to West Ham in Newcastle. Got stuffed two 0 We're never in the game. Uh, we're behind early. Never made a chance. So we got nothing to shout about. Even the fact that when we got one back yesterday, when Bruno scored. So I looked. I looked at Bob, and he he gave us a big fucking come on, like let's go. So at least he got that. You know what I mean? They had that. Um, and like I say, the more the more they go and lose, um, the more fun it'll be. But we eventually do get one over the line, uh, and we can we can celebrate a win. We're gonna uh, quickly go through our FA Cup picks. We made a few uh, picks for for the third round games. There's still one game tomorrow, but the the other thirty one have all been played this weekend. And just before that, though, um, for our American audience, Brian, um, very active in the Slack channel, and was just asking really about the FA Cup win because we we previewed the games and I previewed teams like Ipswich and Rotherham and Hartlepool and Boreham-Wood. Um and about half of our listeners are uh, in the state, so sort of asking what the crack was, where these little teams come from, what the situation is. So as for just a little a little sort of idiot's guide to the FA Cup, so. The FA Cup, I mean, it's an ancient competition. I think it's the oldest um, national club competition in the world. 1871-72 was the first FA Cup, which was won by the Wanderers. There was a lot of amateur teams kicking around um, in those days. And yeah, basically anyone can enter it. So this year, how many teams do you reckon, Baz, entered the FA Cup? Did you look any of this shit up? No, I didn't. No. All oh, right, I mean, good. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to expose you here. Then, uh, how many? How many what teams? I did, Malcolm, is I messaged you and said, and then made me do it. Channel wants some FA Cup uh, chat. Can you go dig into that? So I just yeah, that's true. De- delegated is what I did. Uh, yeah. How many? Well, teams? answer the question. Um, Twelve hundred. Oh, no, six hundred and forty. Um, so it goes all the way down to tier ten. So as you know, your Premier League, it's tier one. And then you've got the Championship League 1 and League 2, which make up the Football League 4 tiers. Then it drops down. National League is tier 5. We've seen National League teams in action this weekend. Boreham Wood. Um, Wrexham from the National League, who are owned by... Who's the movie stars, Baz, who own Wrexham? I'm not very good at movie stars. Mm, but Ryan... Um, some... McElhenney's one of them, and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yep. isn't it? And then the other one's McElhenney. I can't remember. He's Rob. Rob, that's him, yeah. Yes. So they own Wrexham. Wrexham were in the National League and Chesterfield yesterday um, got a draw. So there's three Tier 5 teams still left in the competition. And then that goes all the way down to Tier uh, tier 10. 
uh, which are kind of local local northern league teams. A big tiny little grounds grounds with a couple of hundred capacity, but they can enter and make it all the way through. Um, and you do have this history of sort of David and Goliath um, fixtures, and then also cup shocks. Um, so we witnessed what history being in Baz uh, watched third in the Premier League Newcastle lose to um, League One Sheffield Wednesday. This has gone on for forever and ever, though. I mean, you look at some of the famous ones, Worcester City. Um, Worcester City. I used to live in Worcester. Went been to Worcester City countless times. Um, they knocked out Liverpool in 1959 when Worcester City were a Southern League team. Uh, one of the the most famous sort of visual one is. Uh, Hereford knocking out Newcastle in 1972. Um, Hereford win the Southern League there, so you, you'll know all about that one. Um, Yeovil Town, um, non-league team. Baz, how many league clubs know Yeovil Town knocked out as a non-league team? Six. Twenty. Twenty. 20, that's a big effort, isn't it? Effort, like, yeah. Town famously had a slope and pitch. The pitch was built clinging to the side of a hill. Uh, so Yeovil Town is a non-league team. We've got 20 league scalps. Um, the lowest-ranked team to play in the third round, which is the round we've just had this weekend, Chase Town from, the le- from level eight in the pyramid. Um, lost to Cardiff in 2008. Um, you get replays in the competition. So if the game's a draw, it goes to a replay. Um, gate money split, which gives a... A huge opportunity to two small teams. Um, if you so, if you're a small team, you get a draw away at Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, Newcastle, someone. Um, that can pay for your your wages and everything else and your running costs for the next two or three years. So yeah, it's a really famous old club competition. Uh, loads of fun. The draw is always a big day, sort of the third round draw when those 64 teams go into the hat and there'll be a team in there like Boreham Wood. And I mean, there'll be players in there, so amateur players, there'll be players who've just finished the day as a bricklayer coming home to see if they're possibly going to Anfield to play in the third round of the FA Cup when they see the draw. So yeah, uh, brilliant old competition. Um, yeah, moving forward into the fourth round, we've still got three uh, tier five teams in there and we'll uh, we'll handicap that and we'll, we'll try and have a look at these lower teams. Um, so get back to the third round then, I made five picks, bars. I went two out of five uh, did, refer, did return just over five units. Um, now, we were sitting in the pub on Saturday afternoon and what a shambles this was because uh, we were just laughing at how bad they were. I mean, there's losing and then there's losing. Like, in our shows, really the spectacular way of losing. I, I picked Rotherham uh, away at Ipswich, who lost 4-1. Um, I picked Nottingham Forest away at Blackpool, who lost 4-1. Um, I did throw out uh, this wasn't an official play I threw out Middlesbrough as my underdog at 92 they lost 5-1 so you were very much enjoying all of that Baz weren't you you were sitting in the pub chuckling away um, laughing at you being a, a combined 13-2 down th- yeah yeah getting big 13-2 in my games um, <laughs> I'd like to shout out Nibs at this point Nibs is my Nottingham Forest connection and before the games this week I asked him what Forrest would do and he said they'll play a full strength team the manager likes the cup competitions used them last year um, to, to sort of build morale and they help boost what Forrest were trying to achieve they'll really go for it Blackpool are struggling uh, fans aren't behind them blah 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 and then the team news came out at 2 o'clock Nibs messaged me and went he's made 11 changes so that didn't go well and then Nibs texted me with a laughing face at about 20 past 3 
uh, when Nottingham Forest were getting absolutely humped. Um, so, yeah, that didn't go particularly well. However, I must save myself with um, Boreham Wood and Accrington Stanley under two and a half. And then today, Bristol City and Swansea City had the draw. Um, did see it looked like a 1-1 draw, which is exactly how it finished. The draw was at 23-10. to 10. And I put up Hartlepool and Stoke. I went a bit too fancy. Yes, yeah, Stoke to win in both teams to score. And Stoke did win, but they won 3-0. Hartlepool couldn't get on the score sheet. So, yeah. Um, two out of five, but a little bit of profit. So, no no damage done. Maybe stop the bleeding Vaz going into this week. Um, how You picked the fancier telly game. So, um, I know... Uh, you, get, yeah, bit, of a mix, bit of a mixed bag, really. Um, I've came away with a profit. I think so far we've had five of the six played. Last ones tomorrow, we've got Os- Arsenal v Oxford. Uh, we've had three winners um, from the five. Uh, we took Man United on the first night, took them in a handicap. Um, handicap to win by two or more. Uh, score finished 3-1. And in the Discord channel, I'd also put out um, before the game, once we've seen the lineups, Man U looked really strong. I said at Rashford again, um, he's on a streak. And I said, if we can get on him, him you are getting 15-8 Rashford any time. And uh, you messaged me, and I think you put out on Twitter what a lucky fucker I was. Cause yeah, I did two, have the exact one, words I use, yeah. Two one, five minutes of injury time goes up, and in the sixth minute of injury time, penalty goes, and who gets the ball? It's Rashford, any time. It's not even the penalty taker. How do you get a winning bet scored on a penalty by someone who's not the penalty taker yeah. after the game should be finished, Baz? I mean, my, my info was good. Uh, we, had, we had the handicap for Man United and Rashford uh, anytime score I was taking the game we put that up in the Discord channel pre-match um, so that was a really good start of the week the next one for me um, was the Sheffield Newcastle game now this one it's got to be in me bonnet about this this is one thing about the FA Cup I don't like so Sheffield Newcastle I took under 2.5 goals score finished 2-1 that's a loser if that game had been at St James's Park that game finishes 1-0 because two of the goals were offside. No dispute, they're offside. We've seen the replays, yep. clear as day, they're offside goals. No VAR, because the game isn't at a Premier League ground, there's no VAR. So they don't get reviewed. Decision on the field stands, off we go. If that was at St James's Park, they'd have used VAR and it'd have finished 1-0. It was two, two less goals. So it's fine. You know, that we, we take that on the chin. But for me, what I don't like is the fact that the FA Cup's played with some games having VAR and others not. And I just think it's not a level playing field. We should either all have VAR or not have VAR. I just think it makes no sense to have one team playing here and, and a contentious decision could cost them the game. But at the other end, you could be at Anfield and it could go against somebody and, and they'll get it overturned and they'll get the, you know they'll get what they, they should have got. I just think it's not a level playing field. So I lost fair and square, but I'm just saying... Any other game, if that was a Premiership game or if it was at a Premier League ground, the VAR comes in and rules out two of those goals. And, and I mean, two and a half, under two and a half was looking good at half time. We were sitting at nil nil, and yeah, never never looked like there was going to be three goals in that game. But uh, but yeah, I do think it's a little bit bit bizarre that in this round, and and it'll carry on for the next few rounds um, where some games will will have the assistant video assistance and some games won't. And I just think it's a little bit. Uh, Skew things a little. No, I agree. It's ridiculous. Like Everton, for example, get knocked out on Friday in an offside goal. Really tight at the time. Didn't think it was offside. Turns out it was. No VAR would have stood. Everton go out the competition. Why did Why did they have no VAR in that one? 
They did. It was VR yeah, called no, it off. Right, called right, it back. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Newcastle go out on the back of a controversial one the day after where it does stand. Well, I mean, well, again, our, our goal was offside as well, so it didn't it didn't really affect anything in our case. First goal of the game, Baz, but affects yeah, yeah, the game. Right? But I'm not, I'm just, I'm just using that as an example. There's countless other examples of, of how things have changed this, uh, today. I mean, again, talking to an American audience, um, well, it's NFL Week 18 tonight, the stuff on there. Can you imagine if seven of those NFL games had reviews for scoring players, and then half of them didn't. Like, how would that? Do you know what I mean? If you, you you're deciding on a team making the final wild card spot tonight, but they haven't got the review system in place, and then another game that has it, it doesn't equate. Like, so yeah, it's one of those things. Only they'll sort it out. Um, they can't have it in these smaller grounds. They can't have all the necessary cameras and equipment at Boreham Wood um, that they could at Old Trafford on Friday night. So yeah, I agree with you. It is one of the weird ones and. Yeah, crack on, Buzz, because the VAR kind of didn't just stitch you up there, did it? There was, yeah, there was yeah, worse got, to come. We've, we've, yeah, we've got a bit of more VAR controversy, haven't we? But anyway, next one up for me was Liverpool Wolves. And I put this out on uh, Twitter yesterday. How many podcasts have faded Liverpool against Brentford and then faded them again against Wolves and come out yeah. victorious? Uh, probably not many. Uh, but I've done it. So took took Brentford on the uh, Asian handicap last week and we went exactly the same way. I know last week when Brentford won, you were calling me a bit of a pussy. said I should have just backed them to win. Yeah. But it's worked here, you know. Backing Wolves this week wouldn't have won, but backing them on the Asian handicap came out came out a winner. So um yeah, I took I took Wolves plus one and a half on the Asian handicap at evens. Um and actually, a lot of that was down to the fact I thought Liverpool would make a lot of changes. Uh, and we were just leaving Hillsborough yesterday, checked the Liverpool lineup, and it was strong as anything, wasn't it? Nunes, so, Gakpo, Salah. It was the weekend lineup, was it? <laughs> so it was uh, a really strong team, but um, their, their troubles continue, don't they? They're, they're still making a mess of things at the back. Um, so, yeah, good, good, good one there. Next up was Cardiff Leeds today, uh, and I struggled a bit with this one. I ended up just going with Leeds. 2-2 was the final score. Uh, Leeds did miss a penalty as well in the second half, which which could have made a difference. The other thing that was a little bit uh, regretful on here was um, I mentioned yes. in the analysis the cards. And I you did. looked at whether it was an angle to go for and I decided it wasn't an angle I was going to go for. And in the end, uh, I think we had seven yellow cards and one red card in the game. So it was one of them where I thought it was, it was a type of game where there might be a bit of needle. And I just looked at the, the sort of disciplinary records for the two teams and it it put me off um, so it's a bit of a shame I didn't go down that route um, but we finished tonight with Man City-Chelsea and this was exactly the game I thought the game earlier in the week was going to be because earlier in the week yeah. Man City to score three or more and I'd also put out Man City to score four or more uh, obviously both of those were a cash today uh, but I just went down the, the line of the handicap I, I fancied Man City to to be up for it and uh, and they're always strong in the cup competitions um, and the handicap one comfortably 4-0 final score so the minus 1.5 handicap cashed quite easily um, the only other one I did put well, I put out two I put out two underdogs um, one of them was Hull to beat Fulham which didn't come off I think Fulham finished 2-0 winners in that one yep. but one I really liked 2-1 for Burnley away to um, Bournemouth cashed so that was a you know out of the two 
two outsiders. We've, we've got a profit out of those two as well with Burnley cashing that uh, that with a win over Bournemouth. So the only one remaining for me is Oxford Arsenal tomorrow. Um, I've took Oxford in the Asian handicap there, plus two Asian handicap. So money back if Arsenal win by two. Anything better than that uh, for Oxford, and I'll I'll be cashing. So still happy with that. I still think Arsenal will be very weak tomorrow. Um, and Oxford, oh, they've got uh, some incentive, haven't they? If Oxford can beat Arsenal tomorrow, uh, their reward for that yes. is Manchester City. Uh, so yeah. Talk about an incentive. I mean, it doesn't doesn't mean they'll get anything, but Christ, there's, there's no bigger incentive for them there to go from uh, a game against Arsenal to, to potentially playing at the Etihad with Man City in the next round. Yeah, it's and it's been a it's been quite a lively weekend. There's been a load of goals around. We saw Stevenage turn over Aston Villa today. Obviously, um, uh, Newcastle got done in. Burnley went to Bournemouth and won. So there's been uh, there's been no shortage of shocks. Um, Chesterfield but- were only undone in the 97th minute against uh, upwardly mobile championship side in West Brom. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, put, I'd give Oxford uh, a live shout tomorrow. Um, what were you going to say, Baz? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had a bit of a struggle this week with who would go on the wall. As I know, know, I've, always yeah. got, I've always got the, the shirt on the wall for, for my sort of player of the week. Uh, unfortunately, I, uh, late on a Sunday night, Malcolm, it's hard to get a shirt printed for uh, Stevenage players so I was going to yeah. go with uh, Dean Campbell, who got the winning goal for Stevenage, but struggled to get his shirt done in time. Uh, so I've gone with Windass in the interest of being impartial. Um, yeah, nice touch. Two goals against Sheffield, uh, two goals against Newcastle yesterday for Chef Wednesday. So Josh Windass is uh, is up on the wall. Not very often he'll get the opportunity unless he gets a move to the Premiership. But there you go. Josh Windass made the wall tonight. Yeah, nice touch, Baz. One other thing I'd like to point out is that we got a goal out of Darwin Nunes. Told you it was coming. Yeah, yeah I, I showed you a message yesterday, didn't I, from a Liverpool fan, a friend of yes, mine. Yes, one of your mates. Can you tell Malcolm Darwin Nunes will never come good? He's shite. And he's a he's a proper diehard Liverpool fan as well. Uh, he doesn't fancy him at all. But, uh, there you go. Well, I told you to screenshot that and save it. And we'll send him it back every week next season when he scored 42 league goals or something. Um, <laughs> right, we're going to have a look at the EFL Cup quarterfinals. Four games, two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. Uh, momentarily, I will tell you about our headline sponsor on the Premier League Gambling Podcast, which is WinBet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, WinBet active in a bunch of states and there's tons of ways to play, including live betting and same game parlays. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. That is limited to state availability. Go to choose some, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 old and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy at Underdog The Season Never Ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. Tons of daily games for NBA and NHL too. And when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, You'll get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's at Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Okay, Baza. So, 
AFL, I'm not telling you what the AFL is. This is the League Cup. This is for the 92 uh, teams that are in the English Football League. And from the 92, there are eight remaining. Um, one leg affairs, these quarterfinals. The semi-final will be two legs, will be home and away. Uh, we've got two games on Tuesday, the 10th of January. The first game is an 8pm kickoff UK time, which is a 3pm Eastern time start between Manchester United and Charlton Athletic of League One. Uh, they're the only non-Premier League team left in the competition. Manchester United are very short, as you'd imagine, 3 to 25 Minus 8.33 favourites, Man United. The draw is 9-1. Charlton are 16-1 if you fancy the big shot. Um, I normally sort of, we, we caveat a lot of these cup games by um, mentioning team news, saying have a, look for, have a look for the team news. But at this stage, in the teams that are left in this competition, um, it's only Man City really you'd sort of be having a look at. But um, p- teams are two steps away uh, from a Wembley from a Wembley final. Manchester United will be absolutely at full tilt for this. They haven't won a trophy for five years, which for a club uh, of that size that needs addressing. And this is a an ideal chance for them to make a semi-final. Like you say, they're minus 800 favourites, so the clues are there. Um, so, yeah, they'll absolutely go for this against um, a team that they, they should be beaten comfortably. Everton did run them close the other night. Um Everton got level through a mad bit of goalkeeping from David to here. One of the oddest things I've ever seen. Um, and then had a uh, potential equaliser chalked off for a narrow offside. Um, Manchester United have won four in a row and six of the last eight. They've won the last three games to nil. Um, back into fourth in the Premier League, um, sitting just behind Newcastle on goal difference now. Um, Charlton are 12th in League One. They beat Brighton on penalties in the last round, which is how they made it into the quarterfinals after a nil-nil draw uh, with Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, they've won two in a row, uh, but were in a bit of a bad run before that. Uh, Trends-wise, both teams to score five times in a row for Charlton and over two and a half goals in four out of the last five. Um, my The handicap here for me, the big question to answer is, can Charlton score? Um now, it's boring, but, and I think you, you'll probably know exactly where I'm going with, with this, Baz. I, I jumped off Brentford when I'd been um, picking them and they'd been doing me well, and I jumped off them and they won. Now, I took Manchester United to win to nil against Nottingham Forest. They did that 3 nothing. I took Manchester United to win to nil against uh, Bournemouth at home. They won that 3 nothing. Uh, this is the same play, unfortunately, Baz. I'm boring myself, but Manchester United went to nil is at a price of five to six, uh, minus 120. I don't think Charlton can score. Uh, Manchester United will beat them. The other thing I looked at was maybe over three and a half goals. Um, but it's just a, they could get two nil or three nil up and ease off a little bit because the games have been coming thick and fast. So I pivoted away from that. Uh, yeah, man, you to win to nothing, Baz. Minus one twenty-five to six for me. Yeah, I mean, I don't don't mind that at all. I mean, I've wrote down a lot of similar things to you. I mean, I'd started off by saying at this stage, I don't think lineups were at the the, the point where teams yeah. are going strong here. We don't need to worry about lineups. You can guarantee Newcastle and Leicester will be full tilt. Man, you will be the same. Forest and Wolves, as you say, it's it we're, we're right there now in the sort of money end of this competition. So. Strong lineup should be out there. Um, 
picked up the same as you, won the last two, Charlton. But before that, they went 11 games without a win in 90 minutes. Uh, a couple of penalty shootout wins in cup competitions. Uh, they kept the clean sheet against Brighton, as you said. But prior to that, you'd have to go back to October for the last clean sheet. So they do let in a lot of goals. Um, I say, Man, you, it's same exactly the same as you. I've sort of rode the wave a bit with Man United. I've been, you've been taking the wins to nil, and I've been taking the handicaps most weeks. All yeah. team goals and back in Rashford every week. Um, same thing. I, I think I've, I've wrote down here. I, I'll ride the wave for one more week because um, I just can't see a- anything from Charlton here. Um, I do think this this Man United run of form. We, we, we don't want to get too carried away with after this game. I mean, they play Man City next anyway, which will immediately steer people uh, away. They've got Man City and Arsenal next two games in the league. Um, so it does get harder. They are in great form, but you've got to temper that with the fact they've played Burnley, Forest, Wolves, Bournemouth, Everton. So that's a championship team, albeit top of the championship. And then four relegation contenders. So they have had a, a very generous yeah. run of games there coming out of the World Cup. Um but this is another one which is generous for them. And, and uh, I was the same as you. It's tricky because the odds are very short. So if you're looking at the handicap, you've got to take the minus 2.5 to get anywhere near plus money. Man United to score three or more is only 8 to 15. Um, evens is very short, isn't it? It was 1 to 3 for over 2.5. Uh, yeah. Sorry, overs is, is very short. Um, even the over 3.5, I think, was odds on. It was, it was 8 to 11. So I really struggled because I won Man United, yeah. But it's known how far you can push it. Um, so I, I've ended up looking at the first half bet and I've gone mm-hmm. with Man United Asian handicap in the first half and it's at minus one. So that needs Man okay. United to be two goals, two goals up in the first half would be a winner and if they're one goal up uh, at half time then it's a push. Anything less than that and we're a loser. Um, so I just, I started looking at the half bets just to try and get something a bit close at the evens more. Um to be honest, I like your win to nail at a similar price. So that's five to six for my Asian handicap. Um, I, I would equally be happy. With, actually, I think it was 10 to 11, sorry. Um, I'd be equally happy with your your better win to nil there. Okay. Yeah, interesting, Baz. These are tricky. This It's a bit like when you're often, we've said just about every week that handicap in Manchester City um, when they're kind of minus 800 or worse. And we've got the same kind of issue coming up in a little while when we do get the City. So, um, would you like to guess what I've drawn, Baz? Oh. Well, okay, I'll rephrase oh, that. Oh, you're, guess, you're, guess what I've drawn, Baz? Well, that's a different question. That's a statement rather than a question. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, for two. Toothbrush. No, it's uh, Ian Botham. <laughs> Ian Botham. I can yeah, see yeah. Ian Botham. You're going to have to start sharing some of these pictures. Look there he like, is, bowling. That looks more bowling. like a toothbrush. Bowling that bloke. He's lucky. He's this, and I keep getting the wrong way. In um, 1981, it says there. So specifically, I oh can't get my fingers in 1981. Specifically, Baz, that throwing occurred in 1981. Um, all for three. So next up is eight o'clock. Newcastle against Leicester City. Um, I will be attending, trying to um, wipe the memory of Saturday uh, out of that one, taking the daughter. I've told her if we lose this time, it's officially her fault and she'll be bored for a little while. Uh, Newcastle are 
Yeah, this is 8 o'clock kickoff, by the way, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Newcastle favourites, 11 to 17, minus 153. The draw is 3 to 1. Leicester City are 17 to 4, uh, plus 425. Baz, you can take it away with Newcastle Leicester. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Uh, I won't be at the game. Um, doesn't doesn't work for me. Midweeks are, are difficult for me to get up to Newcastle. I'd love to be there. I think it'll be a great atmosphere. You know, it's the first we've been in a cup competition for a while. I know there's a big push for everyone to be there and making a lot of noise, and I'm sure they will. It'll be a good good game. Um, Newcastle, yeah, I think we've got to try and not get too down about Newcastle having now gone three games without a win. Um as I say, yesterday doesn't concern me too much. We took that on the no. chin, got over it pretty quickly. We'll be full strength on Tuesday and we'll be much stronger for it. Um, Arsenal draw was a good result. Uh, and the Leeds game, we had plenty of chances. We just weren't clinical enough on the day, but you'll have those days. The big bonus here is is the fact we played Leicester on Boxing Day and we absolutely just blew them away, didn't we, in that first half? 3-0 up after half an hour and, and that was it. All, all said and done. Um so I think there's plenty of reason to be confident here. Our home form is good. Not many teams will come to St. James's Park at the moment and and score, let alone win. Uh, and Leicester aren't in very good form either, which is is, is good. I mean, they've come back from uh, the Christmas break uh, and in the league they've lost three. Three on the bounce. They've scored only one. Uh, they only put one past Gillingham yesterday and they had a fairly strong lineup against Gillingham. I mean, they played Vardy and Inacho. Uh, all Brighton, Tillemans, Perez, you know, they had a, a strong enough side there where you would think they, they should have been comfortable against a, a Gillingham side um, who are down in League Two. Uh, it was a win, but again, that, that wouldn't have done anything to suddenly get them all all flying or anything like that. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in Newcastle here, but they're, they're a little bit short. Uh, so all I've done is is pushed the price up a little bit by going Newcastle to win and taking the under three and a half goals with that. Okay. Uh, to take it into plus money. It's 13 to 10, so plus 130 for Newcastle win in 90 minutes and under 3.5 goals. Yeah, I like that, Baz. That's um, something with the, that we've done a lot. I know um, Ty from the MLS Gambling Podcast who came on, uh, if there was a bit of a chalky play, he'd often, he'd often parlay it with the under three and a half or something. Uh, just to get that up a little bit. So, yeah, I love that. It's a nice price as well, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, Newcastle are stuffing a little bit, although, like you say, you go back to, to Boxing Day and that win against Leicester was comfortable and, and the nil-nil draw against Arsenal is a positive. I think, obviously, yesterday we had to make a lot of changes. Now, if Newcastle made four or five changes three weeks ago, those changes could have been Matt Target, John Joe Shelby, Alan St. Maximan, and then all of a sudden they've injured or something whatever's going on with St. Maxman. And those changes then yesterday were um, Aaron Lewis and... Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, um, Javi Manquillo, Elliot Anderson, kind of... And it just it just didn't really work. They've got Isaac back. I think they should... They will go full tilt. Eddie Howes, he knows, he understands what's going on. He knows that um, as much as Newcastle fans are, are enjoying the league when they're absolutely craving... Um, uh, some cup success, a, a semi-final, final, even winning a trophy. So, um, Madison is still key for Leicester. Um, he's still going to be missing, I believe. Might be available at the weekend, um, but he's un- very unlikely to play uh, in this one. There's a bit of a subplot here uh, in that Madison and uh, Taylormans are both being constantly linked um, with the move to Newcastle in this January window. Um, so, that might just be bubbling 
underneath. Now, let's make eight changes at the weekend. Did win 1-0, but they're struggling in the Prem. Now, I think this hinges really on the Newcastle defence. Um, they've still been absolutely stellar. Um, you can draw, put put a line through what happened on Saturday. The two home league cup ties we've had this season, um, we drew 0-0 with Palace and beat them on penalties. We then squeezed past Bournemouth 1-0 with their own goal. Um Leicester have scored one in three Premier League games, as you pointed out, Baz. The over two and a half goals is favourite uh, in this match bet between the over or under. I can't believe that. Uh, the under two and a half um, is 18 to 19, minus 105. Um, I think it's going to be tight. Newcastle are oh, a little bit shot shy at the moment. Um, having just, just not scoring any kind of regularity. So if they do squeeze through, um, I think the under three and a half is nailed on, Baz, that you've tied on. So if the squeeze through is going to be tight, um, I don't want to jinx anything. I don't want to be brave enough and take Newcastle, but um, I'll take the under two and a half at a price of minus 105, 18 to 19. Uh, we move on to Wednesday, uh, the 11th. The first game is a 7.45, a 2.45 Eastern time kickoff between Nottingham Forest and Wolverhampton Wanderers. Forest are 14 to 9. Uh, favourites here plus 155 the draws at 23-10 plus 230 Wolves are 9-5 plus 180 um, Forrest as discussed stitched me up like an absolute kipper on Saturday uh, got home 4-1 of Blackpool um, but they are up to 15th in the Prem after that 1-0 win it's Southampton that you gave us a 3-1 last week Baz um, the form is completely unpredictable still um, went back eight games, one lost on, one lost on, one lost. So you just get, it's a roundabout, it's a carousel. Um, no patterns in terms of all teams to score or totals. I have given Nibs one more chance at redeeming himself. <laughs> and he said they'll be going full strength, which is what he said on Saturday. He did say he checked with Monty. Uh, Monty knows what he's talking about. And yeah, they're going to go for it. Um, this is it. They've got a home, a home tie against a beatable team. Um, with a view to a semi-final. So, yeah, there'll be no pissing around from Wolves, uh, from Forest here. Wolves have picked up four points in three tricky fixtures uh, since the resumption under uh, the new gaffer, Lopetegui. Um, they played the second string against Liverpool at the weekend, but maintained momentum, did OK. Probably should have won. We're a little bit unlucky. Well, a lot unlucky, actually. Um, this does hinge on the team news, but again, semi-final. Everyone's just going to go for it. So... I was then looking for the best value here. Um, I like the draw. The 1-1 one, one draw looks most obvious to me at 5-1. to one. Um, But I'm going to take both teams to score at 9-10. to 10, Minus 111. Forrester, good at home. Wolves have been playing a lot better lately. That's going to be my main play. I've also thrown in another one here, Baz, of uh, Wolves to qualify. Um, this will go to extra time and penalties. Uh, or might just go straight to pens, actually. No, sorry, it does straight to penalties after 90 straight minutes. Penalties, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've just I've just got a bit of a hankering that Wolves um, are gaining some traction under the new manager. I think they're going to have a decent second half of the season. Um, so they can nick a 1-1 here, and I think Wolves can win on pens. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be both teams to score. I'll take the 1-0, uh, and then Wolves can win on penos, uh, which is a price of 19-20. to 20. Good summary. I like that. Uh, a lot of a lot of similar um, leans there. I mean, we mentioned last week how much Forest are better. Forest are at home, uh, and they showed that against Chelsea, didn't they? Really good performance against them. 
uh, as you say, gained well beaten yesterday, but we'll draw a line under that given that there was an entirely second string team out. Uh, Wolves will be buoyed, as you say, by that performance at Anfield. Really, really good result against a really strong Liverpool team yesterday. Uh, yeah. I think we'll be happy with the draw to Villa last week as well. But the thing you mentioned for, for you mentioned for Forrest is just unpredictable. Uh, I think you can say exactly the same about Wolves, can't you? They've come back, they've won two. No, they've, they've come back from the break, drawn two, won two, lost one. The loss coming against Man United, which again isn't is, you know was only a one 0 defeat as well. So I think they are playing all right. Um, so I, I struggle to pick a winner. I think it is it's a coin toss. This one really really difficult. So I'd, I'd also looked at the goals. Um, and I think the unders is too short, four to six. Um, I think the you know, cup football can just it changes things a little bit, doesn't it? And, and can lead to a bit more more open games, which we saw in a lot of games this weekend. A lot of high scoring ones. Um, I'm not saying this will be particularly high scoring, but uh, I went exactly the same way as you. I think the both teams to score, uh, I'd got it down as ten to eleven. So whatever. Similar similar price. Um, I've went with the both teams to score here also. Um, okay, both teams to score. Um, just look at Wolves to win on pens is five to one. Um, so that's pretty much what I was getting at uh, method of qualification. So uh, five to one Wolves on penalties. Um, did you get your kebab yesterday, Baz, on the way home? There was oh, talk went, for a, went for a Lebanese, didn't I? Oh. So, uh, yeah, we got back to the car. You were off. You were going to go do a McDonald's drive through I fancied something a bit more extravagant. So I went and found a, a nice Lebanese place and got a bit of a mixed grill. Uh, Chloe got herself a shawarma. And I got a got the old mixed grill, you know. A bit of chicken shish, coffee kebab, bit of skewered lamb. Oh, all that. Good. Did you fancy that now? We didn't wear it was the kids were, were twisting on from McDonald's, but um we never got one in the end. We stopped at the King of All Services, uh Weatherby. Weatherby, um, lose it, Weatherby like. Yeah, so filled with boots out Weatherby services. Um this might not be funny to uh, I'll tell you the story, Baz. This really tickled me. Yeah, there was a Newcastle fan in there, absolutely off his tits. He was hugging four cans of Stella like they were his firstborn child. Um he had his ear completely bitten off. Like Bob was staring at him, like, um, and he was staggering about all over the place. So I went in for a wee, and he was about three cubicles down. <laughs> and you know, like they have the adverts in front of your face when you're having a wee, and it was just an advert for like tire spot or something. And he just looked at it and said, "Okay, what the hell do I want four new tires for?" <laughs> and it just made us laugh like I had no idea what he was that was it it's a weird story uh, but it probably tickled me uh, I didn't say it too much to him like I say he had a he had a proper uh, ear a cauliflower ear just with the four cartoon teeth marks like uh, where it had been bitten off but he certainly didn't want four tyres he wasn't interested in that uh, one little bit um, last game of the slate here is um, 8pm 3 PM Eastern Time kickoff. Southampton take on Manchester City, where Southampton are the home dogs at eleven to one. The draw is five to one, and Manchester City are one to four, minus four hundred. Um, usual tricky task in handicapping a Manchester City game, Baz. So, how did you go about it? Uh, yeah, very tricky this one. Um, as you say, very similar to the Man United game where you sort of want a piece of Man United and you want a piece of Man City, uh, but it's where you go and how you how you push that. Um, I'm just bringing up the prices again to check because I'm looking at that and I 
I'm happy with my pick, uh, okay. but I'm just double checking the prices. All right. Anyway, I mean, I've just been I've been out in Southampton in recent weeks. Been out on Southampton, not in Southampton. I've not been <laughs> Can I see you kept that quiet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I opposed them at home to Forest, as you know, three to one. I don't like to keep going on about it, Malcolm. But yeah. <laughs> um, that, do you remember when I backed Iran, Baz, in the World Cup and beat Wales? <laughs> yeah, it was good that one. We, uh, I also anyway. told them to beat them the week before as well. Uh, they've had three defeats on the bounce in the league. Uh, they did get a good away win at the weekend against Palace in the cup, uh, but in the league they've been pretty pretty shocking. Um, I've got it. City haven't been blowing teams away lately. Um, was what I wrote down, but then today changed that a little bit. One one four nil. But we know City will be strong here. No matter what team he puts out, we know they're going to be strong. Um, and. Uh, I just think the South, Southampton, it, it's it's boring, isn't it? But I, I just don't give Southampton a chance. And I, I think they're going to have the work cut out here. I think it'll be a long night for them. Grealish, De Bruyne, Haaland all had the day off today. So I think that looks ominous if you're a Southampton fan. They'll be fresh and raring to go on Wednesday night. Um, so again, looking looking for an angle. I've, I've gone down the handicap route. And, and the handicap, you, you sort of had to... Probably go needing to go under two and minus two and a half, yeah. But yeah. Asian handicap line, um, you can get minus two on the Asian handicap. Um, so most Asian, I think the Asian handicap line is different, but most Asian handicaps you can sort of pick your own line. Uh, so I've gone for the minus two here, Man City minus two on the Asian handicap at six to five. So if City win by three, that's a payout. If they win by two. Uh, it's it's a push, and anything less than that we've lost. So minus two on the Asian handicap for City. I think plus money for that's all right. I can't see them winning by less than two, um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it being a, a decent score here. Yeah, these it is boring to handicap these Man City games. There's no two ways about it. But we like we have to do it. You, you you're looking at a minus 400 favour and you're trying to find a pick and you're trying to not pick the same pick that we've picked for the last five weeks when they've been minus 400. But, um, I mean, they make changes. Not same, They're not bringing in Jamal Lewis and uh, Elliot Anderson. They're, they're bringing back Kevin De Bruyne and Erling Haaland and stuff like that, you know. Um, Southampton did grab a win against Palace in the FA Cup, bit of a... Morale boost, much needed win as well. Um, but they have lost six in a row in the Prem. City bus Chelsea aside for the second time in four days. Um, I worked back here from Manchester City three, Southampton one. Um, so the the picks here, both teams to score, I don't mind, at uh, minus 105, 19 to 20. But my pick's going to be the over three and a half goals. So if Southampton don't score, I've got the possibility of a fourth one for Manchester City, um, 4-0 or better. That's a plus money. That's a price of 11 to 10. So we've picked out two, kind of related there, Baz. Um, you get a win with three. Um, I'll need I need an extra one from somewhere, whether it's Southampton get it um, or Manchester City put them to bed. But yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to try and find a different way of skinning this same cat. Week in, week out. But yeah, my official play is going to be the over three and a half goals, Baz, at 11 to 10. Uh, yeah. yeah but Man City 3 1, 10 to 1, that the correct score, Manchester City 3 1 there. Um, and I think, Baz, that's it in, as far as handicapping these 
Um, have you got any other shenanigans that you need to tell us about? I've got stuff to talk about, Mark. Them, yes. Oh, have you? Yeah, I, to be honest, we used to have the bit of, bit general chat at the beginning, didn't we? During well, I think that's a better phase for it, because now everyone's just turning off. No one's staying on here to listen to this shit. We need uh, now. We need to reel. We've got to keep them. Keep them on the hook, Malcolm. Keep them on the hook. <laughs> what? Um, wait, what you? Right, yeah, what are you going to talk well, about? I'll decide. VAR again here. We're, oh, we haven't talked about the Liverpool yeah, no. game. Okay. Yeah. No, well, that Liverpool game. So them two. There was two talking points, wasn't there? On that Liverpool game, the Salah goal that was allowed. Now, yeah, I get that. It's it's it was the right decision under the laws of the game. So it's not really a VAR thing. It's an offside laws thing, isn't it? How many times do we change the rules on v, on on the offside? But that ball comes on and Salah's about four yards offside, isn't he? Have you seen it? Ball comes no. over the top. Salah's about four yards off. When the ball's played, Salah's miles behind the defender. Yeah. Offside, simple. Defender jumps, nudges it on, lands at Salah's feet, and Salah just taps it in. Right. Because this, the, the, the rule now is, isn't it, if a defender makes a play for the ball, then that just resets everything and, and Salah's back on site. And I just... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it's shit. Not, it's, 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 I don't think any fans were complaining about offside decisions like that being... No, no fan would complain if that was a goal was ruled out. If the offside rule said that that is not a goal, because there's no doubt at all he's gained a massive advantage by standing four yards behind the defender, and the defender has to make a play for the ball because he doesn't know if the flag's going to go up or it's not going to go up or, or whatever. Just I didn't like it one bit, and I get you can't complain. That's the offside rule or the interpretation of the offside rule as it is these days. It'll change in a couple of years' time. It'll be different again. Every yeah. couple of years, we get different interpretations of this offside rule. And it just... That was an example of, a, of what a goal... It should never... It is new, though. To, to play devil's advocate, Baz, it is a... VR's a new thing. Well, it wasn't VR. Relatively case, speaking. It, really? it was just a... It's, it's the offside And, rule, yeah, that yeah, that's it. And it, it, it's got to change, and the will, it will settle down into, into something... The next one, though. It's more I usable. Mean, Wolves won the game, didn't they? They, they, they scored a late yeah. winner, 3-2. The flag goes up from the linesman, says it's offside. So, bloke takes a corner. There's a bit of a, a few knocks around in the in the box and it gets nudged, headed out, back out to the boards of the bloke who took the corner. He's already come back into an onside position. Trent Arnold's paying him on at least by a yard or two. But the flag's gone up. So, you think, right, no, yeah, VAR will pick this up and... and Iron it out. And VAR looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And they didn't have a video angle that showed the entirety of the pitch. Yeah. So he because he was right out on the touchline, the camera didn't pick him up. So they had nothing in terms of a camera angle that would show he was onside. So they couldn't overturn it. They couldn't change the decision. And that's that's just shite for me. If you're gonna have <laughs> VR for offside decisions, it needs to cover the the, the width of the pitch, uh, particularly around it. the penalty area. I'm not saying on the halfway line and everything, but so we've seen views now. You, you've, there's views from the best the best view we've got a camera phone from someone in the stand who yeah yeah. Surely you could put one static camera, sell it here to the fucking stanchion down the side of the, the stand and sort that out, would it? Exactly. On the, on the edge of the penalty area, you should have a camera that goes directly across. Every, every, if you're using VAR, then every ground should have that angle across the pitch. For them not to have had a camera angle for that was, was a travesty because it was onside. It should have been a goal and, and Wolves were rightly furious about it. 
so that was uh, another. And again, it's not. Uh, I say a lot of things. You know, it's all VAR. It's all in Liverpool's favour, and that's, that's bollocks, isn't it? it VAR could yeah. only do what they could do with the technology they had. Yeah. Um, but the technology wasn't good enough. It was shit in this occasion. Well, so that was another re- thing I wanted to mention. What? That was another thing. Yeah. So that, that's that's me football chat out of the way. Right. Okay. Well, I'll, on that, the, that very the first one you mentioned there, the Salah one. Um, I disallowed that very same goal this morning, Baz, refereeing the uh, under-11s. Um, the cross came in and the defender got his eyebrows on it and it fell to little Will at the back post and he stuck it in. But he was offside from the initial cross, so I disallowed it. And he was saying to me, ah, but he said it. I was like, ah, but that's not the rule. The, you're offside from the, the cross. If, and if, that if, turns yeah, out it is the rule. It turns yeah, out he was right we, and I was wrong. So. Um, we had one the other week in the grassroots football as well. It was a goal against us, and our man sort of put the line, the flag up to say offside, and the referee just said no, it's a goal. And I went to speak to the referee half time. I said, "Well, why didn't you give the offside there?" He said, "Because the defenders made a play for the ball, and that brings it back onside." And I was fine. I knew that. I just didn't see the. I didn't see that happen, so I accepted the uh, the decision because it's I'll have to right apologise to Willie training. I don't, I don't like the rule. It's more, more than anything else. I don't think they got it wrong. It's just a shit rule. Were you going all um, uh, Mikel Arteta when you were confronting the ref? No, no, I'm very good. I mean, most of our refs, to be honest, they're sort of 15, 16-year-old lads. <laughs> um, they're, they're just young lads, like, so you've got to be quite uh, quite tame with them and stuff. So I'm, I'm very uh, very reasonable referees, but there's nothing wrong with asking them for an explanation, you know? No, that's um, true. I mean, whilst we're on the subject, it's, you know, a big... Cup weekend and we're, we're looking forward to cup games midweek. Uh, it was a big cup day for me today and the oh. under 13s girls football. So we had a Bingham Town under 13s against Gedling South Bank, another local team. Uh, we've not had a game for about six weeks. A lot of cancellations from frozen pitches. Christmas, obviously, wet pitches last week. So a uh, bit rusty, slow out the blocks today we were. Uh, went 1-0 down early on um, and then obviously my tactical sort of know-how kicks in, made a few changes. Switch it round, did you? Uh, yeah, got to, got to make a few changes. We come out 5-2 winners there. Uh, oh, comfortable win in the end. So, uh, yeah, good to get back to winning ways on the old grassroots front. Next round that's of the what, cup, name's in the hat. That's why you get paid the big money, Baz. Uh, unsurprisingly, because my team are still out of spite in the wrong division. Uh, we won 16-1, Baz, did they? Well, um, <laughs> Called a game off with about 15 minutes left because the other team were all crying. Um, I decided to have a penalty shootout just for the crack. Um, so that's what we did. 116 won, then had a penalty shootout. Everyone got to take a penalty out, ten, all 10. So we took 10 penalties each. No one kept score. And remarkably, everyone went home smiling. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be up to us to, uh, to have a stupid fun penalty shootout to send the other team home smiling rather than crying so we did we did a really good job in saving the day so we upset kids and parents and then we had a little bit of shenanigans at the end and saved the day um, so yeah that was a complete waste of everybody's time and then I went to baseball practice in the pissing rain uh, which was absolutely no fun whatsoever Buzz. I hated every second of it so that's that uh, I mean I was also thinking we've, we've been a bit short on lifestyle chat lately um, you have so- been you know, people might have tuned out now, but that doesn't. Stop yeah, we're just having a. So I've I've got a question for you this week. Um, okay, and it's about cheese. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> what, what's your favourite three cheeses? Um, Stilton. Or can I just have any 
Blue cheese? Can I go under the umbrella uh, no, was, of blue I was, cheese? I was, I was, uh, no, I was thinking more specific, like... So it's Stilton's fine. We'll take that. Yeah, no, we, yeah, let's go with Stilton then. I do like... Well, we'll yeah, do, like I would have any... something like a, a Cropwell Bishop or something like that, because that's just down the road from me. They're, they're yeah, clean, fair and, enough. Yeah, that's fine. Blue cheese, Stilton. Yeah. <sighs> Next. Again, you see, I'm, I'm, I'll go with a more generic type. I love a smoked cheese. Um... That's you kind of beat I that smoked, like it. Smoked a lot of cheese over Christmas, didn't I? Oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, I should have. You could have brought us a truckle. Oh, fuck oh sake, honestly, I've got a fridge full of smoked cheese as well at the minute. Me. I brought them along. What an absolute tease you are! Um, and then you just like your proper extra strong mature cheddar. Like you can't go wrong, can you? Right. Baz, I love yeah. all the cheeses. Asking me that, you see, if you ask me tomorrow, my favourite three cheeses will be different. Yeah, it's one of the. Uh, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur. I'm, you know, I used to be a cheesemonger. Like, I know. Uh, yeah, so I, I love, I love the cheese. I love the, I love the French cheeses. Ah. I love any stinky exotic cheese. Yeah, so I mean, I, I had to have a bit of a think about mine. I'm the same. I love a smoked cheese. So I did smoke loads of cheddar and brie and stuff like that. Uh, and had quite a bit of that over the Christmas, which is why the cheese has come about because Christmas time is always cheese time, isn't it? But I've went for cheesy. As you know, I've had the last couple of years of holidayed in France, so I've got a bit of a, you know, <laughs> holidayed in France. Fucking hell, bit of a taste for the, some of the French cheeses. So yeah. I've always liked like a, a Comte. Um and then I stayed in a town <laughs> called uh, right. Well, I stayed right next to a town called Pont Levesque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pont Levesque's a nice, nice. I've heard of that. So yeah. Ellen, Ellen's for you at the moment because. Um, over Christmas, so I tried the Pont Levesque while I was away in France and really enjoyed that one. And over yeah. Christmas, I seen it as a special buy, and so it was like a limited edition sort of. Don't, it's not always available in the supermarkets here. Yeah. Um, so I picked up a, a box of, of Pont Levesque, and it stinks like it's a proper pongy cheese. So every time you open our fridge, Helen's like, "That bloody cheese is still stinking." And and nothing you can do about it. Does it permeate? It, can you not? It's it, it's wrapped in like a greaseproof paper. It's then in a box. I've put it inside a. Plastic bag. I've tried it. It still, still stinks. So I'm only halfway through it, so you're just gonna have to tolerate it. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's fine. A, a Pont Levesque, and same as you, a good strong cheddar, really strong, nice yeah. vintage cheddar or something like that. Uh, but on that... another day, I might go for a brie or a, a Port Salut. Another one I like. So there's a few. Yeah. But, uh, do you go with it? Here's another question. So following yes. on, crackers or bread? Bars, I'm just cheese. Just cheese, just cheese. No, I yeah, did, did put that as an option. After I'll have something. If I'm gonna have something with it, it'll be something wet, like yeah. uh, some sort of, but just a little chutney and a little jam. And oh, that was, that, that's my third question, wasn't it? So, all oh, right, sorry. Anyway, I would normally, ordinarily, I was always crackers, crackers with me cheese. But when you go to France, it's always bread. They'll never give you right. crackers with your cheese. It's a, it's a fresh baguette, and it's just a lump of bread, lump of cheese. Chuck it in your gob, and and that's that's how it's done. Over there. So I, I do like nice fresh bread anyway. But my next one was going to be: Would you do you have a chutney or a relish or something with it? Right. Well, just going back one step. If you don't want to judge us too hard, I will. I will have a sweet biscuit with my cheese. So mm. like a digestive. Or nah. just last week, I um with the Christmas cheese left, I had a, a little bit of shortbread. Just yeah, a I didn't little. Like that. No, well, you know, it's not for everyone, Baz. It's just one of those things. Nice caramelised um, onion chutney goes goes well. If I'm having crackers, then a little bit of chutney goes always goes nice with it. Like. Any cat, anything like that, yeah. A little bit of chili yeah. jam, some sort of a little onion marmalade, something fancy like that, yeah. But I will, I'll have the cheese and I'll have something moist, like not necessarily the cracker. Like if see if there's if there's I a shortbread or a digestive. Usually, 
My, my, the the moistness usually comes in a glass. It tends to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, uh, but so, yeah, that's, that's uh, all I had this week, Matt. That, that was about it. Well, on a similar theme, then, without labouring the point. So the answer to the question, it's just my own question. I'll often ask people this if I've got nothing else to say to them is, if you could only, you can still eat whatever you want, Baz, for the rest of your life, right? You can eat anything or drink anything, but it all tastes the same. It tastes of one thing. What do you want it to taste of? And my answer to that is still well. Sorry, I've got I flip flop between Stilton and chicken skin. They're the two things. Because the only skin, thing with the, still, the thing that puts me off the Stilton is it'd be a bit strong early in the morning. So you come down early in the morning, pour out a glass of orange juice, and it tastes of Stilton. Like that's quite a lot. You know, the rest of the, by about eleven a.m. I reckon everything tasting of Stilton would be all right. So it's <laughs> Stilton or chicken skin. I mean, you can, skin. Yeah, you can think about it if you want. Different. You don't have to answer it tonight. Yeah, it's tricky because my initial, the first thing that sprung in my mind was chicken. It's a bit plain, isn't it? But I think yeah, you're going to want to have something reasonably plain. <laughs> yeah, because my next thought was chorizo, <laughs> but you couldn't eat chorizo all day long. Just a bit too rich, isn't it? You'd have heartburn and digestion all day long. It's already tasted chorizo. So... You can have a banana. Know, know, don't it's, it's stop stopping you having a banana, Baz. Just taste it, you're into it. Don't like bananas. Um, <laughs> we are, so, yeah. I think we've had this conversation. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take this one away. I'll, I'll have a think about it. It's a good question, but it's not yeah. something I can rush into. It's, it's a big commitment. Well, maybe uh, get a pull. we'll get a poll up, Baz. Maybe, maybe yes. I will, we'll see if we can get some feedback on Twitter as to what other people would... Uh, I'll start a list. I'll start uh, well, a list you don't have to have a poll. You can, people can put their own ideas out. You know, it can be, a, it can be a, uh, an ongoing feature. Yeah. Chicken skin, I'm yeah, writing I'm, it down I'm right now. committing to anything at this at this time. That's fine, Baz. I've got no problem with that. Um, and have we done now? We've just cracked the hour I'm, mark. We'll we yeah, get told yeah. off otherwise. We've bored everybody now. Like, so. Oh, well, anyone's listening, Baz. So we haven't bored anyone because I've all switched off 17 Find minutes ago. Anyone. If I, if I get any messages from anybody telling us what their favourite three cheeses are, I know they were listening. Yes. I'll bet that under half a person messages you that bad <laughs> this week. That's my uh, that's my nap of the week. Uh, Brian, well, thanks, Baz. Brian, Brian, oh, Brian will be Brian all over the cheese stuff. Um, and Simmers as well, I'm imagining. Um, yeah, I'm going to go and watch the uh, last hour of the NFL, see if I can't get another. Bet or two over the line before bed. Um, thanks, Baz. That was fun. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Good luck with your picks this week. Um, usual places to find us, the Discord channel. I always forget to give our um, Twitter uh, moniker, which is... Um, what is it, Baz? At, at, at SGPN yeah. Premier. Uh, so yeah, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter because we'll always tweet out when we're going live. Uh, we'll occasionally tweet out some nonsense and... Malcolm moaning about his look and moaning about how lucky I am and stuff. But follow us on Twitter and then you'll you'll get all of our tweets and you can uh, you know, share share our links with your friends and all that sort of thing. Uh, do yeah. keep reviewing as well. We, we our reviews have gone up, I've noticed, in the last week. So it is have they? We, I, I did think actually we're, we're we're begging for reviews and rates and all that. We, that should come out early in this podcast because as you say, everybody's tuned out now. Yeah, all right, uh, yeah, 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 definitely. If you listen, there's plenty when we know there are plenty of people listening. There's more, <laughs> there's more people listening and downloading this on Spotify every day than the 17 people who have bothered to click a five yeah, star review. So literally, true. it takes you five seconds. Please just just click on that five star review and give us a hand. Cheers. Yeah.
Absolutely. Um, right. Have a good week. Good luck with your bets. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday, I reckon, to have a look at the Premier League for the weekend. Uh, until then, uh, stay cheesy. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>